0: A few weeks ago, on Moving Day, we were talking about navigating transitions in life, and I have some more that I want to cover on that. We just got through a part of it, and I want to touch base on that uh, and go a little bit further. So, Deuteronomy 31, verse 7, let's look at that. Deuteronomy 31, verse 7. It says that Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So this is Moses and we talked about this last time, but let's touch base on it a little bit as we're going in. Moses was one of the greatest leaders that ever walked the face of the earth, and here he has led millions of Israelites, millions of God's people, and he is—he's uh, about to go on to leave the earth, and he is talking to Joshua. Joshua has been his his assistant, and so Joshua has seen. Um, Moses act. He's seen Moses walk through things, but now jo- Joshua is going to have to take leadership. And so the Moses is talking to him and, and telling him. He's encouraging him. And he says in the beginning of verse 7, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to the father, to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. So the land, the promised land, Moses isn't going in. Joshua is going to lead the people in. And it says, uh, verse 8, And the Lord, He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. So he's about to go through this transition, this huge transition. And uh, this is his leader, his mentor, encouraging him. Now, go down to Joshua 1, verse 1. So then this is after Moses has passed on. Let's read verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. So this is God speaking to Joshua now. "'Moses my servant is dead, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the, the, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory.' No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This is God speaking to him. We saw Moses encouraging Joshua. Now this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Notice he's saying, you'll notice more, he's saying some of the same things that Moses said to him. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to, to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, if you um, were with us last time, we, we touched on just several things that as we're going through a transition in life. Now, it could be, you know, you, this is a huge transition. You're leading millions of people after one of the greatest leaders that ever has lived was leading them. That's huge. It's a leadership transition. But we go through all kinds of transitions in our life. Continually, I mean, you don't continually just go from big transition to big transition, but, but life is always changing, and then so you do go through different transitions. And if we don't know how to navigate some of that, then we can get derailed. So, you know, we, we know as you're growing up, you, you go through a transition maybe from elementary school to middle school or from middle school to high school. You know, you go from not being able to drive to now you can drive. You know, you go from living at home to living out on your own. Go from maybe single to being married or not having a full-time job out of school to now you're working full-time. That's a transition. You're not having children to having children. Working from one job, going to a new job. Moving, uh, being somewhere geographically, going to a new place geographically, moving to a new home. All these things, they're transitions. They take time to adjust to. Um, they they change your life, your routine. You know, when you go through something like that, you know, when you move, you, the things that you th- were, they were at a certain place. I mean, even when you organize a new room or something, you're used to this is here, this is here, this is here. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you change something, you go through a transition, all of a sudden, that's not here, it's over here. And your your brain is, just, just even physically, is going through a transition. It's your, what... I don't know how many of you get that expression. You heard the expression "grinding gears." How many of you know what that means? Grinding gears. Just before I explain it, raise your hand high. I want to actually see. Okay. So with a manual transmission in an automobile, most all—I don't know. Can, I get. You know, you can buy some uh, sticks, st- stick shifts, manual transitions now, especially with sports cars. But majority is automatic. It means you just put your foot on the gas and it changes the gears for you. But manual transmissions, you. You have to put in the clutch and change the gear. And if you don't do it right, you'll hear a grinding sound. Which means you're not doing it smoothly. And that that's that sometimes that's an old expression, but when you're grinding gears, it means you're trying to go through this thing, but it's it's not smooth. Well, that's that transitions can be like that. And so then that can, if we're not careful, that can throw us off. We're going through just mentally I remember when I started a new job. Um years ago i remember speaking with the the hr uh, the lady that was uh, over hr in the i think it was the first day and she said i remember this stuck out to me when i was speaking to her she said your brain right now you're completely attentive firing on all cylinders because you're going through something new everything is new you're very aware and you're just, you're trying to take it all in. It's like somebody said, it's like, you know, drinking water from a fire hose sometimes. When you go and everything is new and you're getting like this much. It's going past you and you're just trying to, uh, it's very difficult when all that stuff's coming out. But just even naturally, you're at a heightened state of stuff's different. Now you can't live there. You'd burn out. But when you're going through, even your body and your mind is, is saying, well, there's something different, we've got to pay attention. And that happens continually through life, not necessarily every day, but it happens over time where stuff changes. And if we, if we resist that, I mean, it's cliche. People say, you know, just embrace change and things. Well, there's a truth to that. Because if we, if we want things to be the same over and over and we think that's good for it to be the same, then when some, we go through one of these transitions, which are unavoidable in life, we'll put the brakes on. We won't, we won't be moving forward. We'll put the brakes on and we'll say, well, yeah, but it was, this, this was better or uh, I wish it was like this. And the fact is, I mean, it continually happens. I mean, I know having four kids, the game continually changes as they grow. And having four of them, they're different, you know, because it looks like this. And this person's at this grade, and then this person, you know, is a different grade, or one of our children's a different grade, and they're in this activity and that activity. But that only lasts for a little bit to where it changes. And now the schedule changes, and then their cognitive ability changes. And now they're at this level, and they're, and they're dealing with different issues. And it, over time, it's not just you. It's not just steady state, here's life. It's constantly changing and so you go through those and if it's like yeah but I like this old schedule it doesn't matter because this is where we're at. <laughs> this is a new schedule. I really like that at 5 30. Doesn't matter it's now you know a different day at whatever. And that's easy to see but life is like that. When we hit a transition oh yeah but but I liked it like this but this is the new reality. And Joshua He's looking, going, I like to bet. I mean, he could be thinking, I liked it better when Moses was alive. I didn't mind the assistant job. You know, I can, I can help. I'll be your gopher help. Oh, you want me to take that task? But here's a really hard problem. Moses, what do you want to do here? It's a whole different job when he is where the buck stops. And he could be like, mm, I, don't, I don't really want to go into the promised land. I don't really want to be the guy. And he could just sit down and be like, no, I don't want to do it. But God himself is encouraging him, saying, you need to be strong, courageous. Let's look at verse 9. because several things we touched on. Have I not commanded you? Notice it's not even, it's not optional. It's not, it's not a pep talk in that sense. He's saying several times now, he said, said these things. So now he's repeating, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. So when you're going, we talked about some of these things last time, but just recapping and moving forward. When you're going through a transition of any type, number one, he's telling Joshua, and it applies to us, be strong and be of good courage. It's not the time to will. It's not the time to go, oh, I wish for something else. That's that's not the right answer. It's time to be strong, to be of good courage. When you're courageous, you're doing it in the face of fear. Think about it. You know, you don't have to have a lot of courage to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or to peel a banana or something. There's just there's not a lot of opposition. I mean, unless you fear bananas, or you don't like jelly that much or something. But no, it's just not that. There's no challenge. But when you face something that you're like, like Joshua, I, I got to do what. I've heard about this. I knew it was coming, but now I'm the man. Be your you're courage. You're courageous in the face of something, and so. Any kind stuff, things are changing in our life, we need to realize it's the time to be courageous about it. We got to be strong and courageous. What does that mean? Steady. I have heart. I'm strong. And, of course, we know it's strong in the Lord and the power of His mind. It's not us, but we have to rely on Him because just going naturally or, or shying back is not going to help. It's just going to compound any problems. And then He says, do not be afraid. We just got done saying, being courageous, we know that's in the face of fear, but he said, don't be afraid. You're tempted to be afraid when you're going through something different. And it says, don't be dismayed. So don't get depressed. Don't get down. You're going through something. What you don't want to do is go, I just, I just don't see how. I don't know how we're going to deal with this new reality. I don't know how we're going to go forward. If you're going forward anyway, that is going to be one of the worst things you can do, is to look back. And so these things, they don't, don't, don't uh, separate yourself from these things and go, well, I'm not Joshua. I'm not leading a bunch of people. I'm not going through a huge transition. This applies continually in our life. And if we'll apply it to small things, then we'll get used to it. We can apply it to bigger things. And if we're going through something big, it's definitely the right time to apply it. Because there are changes in life. There are seasons in life. Amen. We talk about that, and it could be a cliche. Well, I'm in a different season. Well, when you are, sometimes we talk about it, and we even know it's coming. But when you step over the threshold, how many of you know that's different? There are certain things that you can read all you want. You can read the books about it. You can think you're ready. You know, Driving a car is one thing. If you've, if you've only driven a car on a video game, I mean, some of them are pretty good, and you can have these big simulators and everything. Now, it's just not the same as being in a physical car that weighs all, you know, all these pounds, depending on your vehicle, and there are physical people coming at you. And if your car wrecks, it doesn't just put you back on the track and everything gets fixed like it would in a video game. <laughs> you could read the manual. And you can know all the, and- I remember, I'm embarrassed to say, but I remember when I took driver's, guys, this is pathetic by today's standards and technology, but I remember when I was taking driver's ed, it was in one of those, uh, it was at a different school, and they had in one of these these portable classrooms, anybody know what I'm talking about? They would have these portable classrooms where they could pick them up and move them and they were, they could add, maybe they don't have them out here in the Midwest, they did. I mean, They're big. But they could move them and bring more capacity into a school. Well, it was in one of these things, but it. So we had this. If you imagine, it's a, you know, reel to reel. Screen. I think it was going off that. um, You know, it's it's showing. It's it's a video of somebody driving down the road uh, from the car's perspective, and then we have these little. Steering wheel things that are somehow connected and so we're supposed to be reacting and put, pumping the brake and steering and stuff as we're seeing it. And you have all these different things, you know, you're driving, all of a sudden, somebody's pulling out and you better push, press the brake and it's kind of measuring you or whatever. Very crude by today's standards, but I remember I had been through all that. And I remember driving with my mom one time and, and she was giving me feedback and I was like, well, I know what I'm doing, I've been through all these simulations. <laughs> And she was like, that's good, Jim, but this is like you're really driving. <laughs> this is what you need to do. And that's the way sometimes, I mean, that's the way all transitions are. You, you've read all about being married. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you get married. You know? I remember we took a, a class um, a, on raising children. You know, we took several classes before we, were, before we had children at our church. And... Um, you know, we took an 18-week course on, on all that. And these are great things. They're, they're great things. It impacted our whole lives on, on, on that, instilled some things into us. Great. And they would say, but just remember, you don't apply this stuff legalistically. This is just a guide. This is, you're supposed to, it's supposed to help you. You're not serving the method. It's supposed to serve you. You can read all that and do it, but when you're actually then in the situation and you're dealing with the crying child or you're dealing with the... Dis- it's a different thing. How many of you that have children would say it's different reading a book than actually having a child? Yeah, it is. So we know that the transition, you know, that's a transition. You know, you could read all you want about a certain company, but actually being in the culture, boots on the ground, dealing with the day-to-day operations might look different than the branding and the design you see on the website and in all the commercials and literature. Okay, so you're going through that, and now you're actually doing, I thought this was gonna be the dream job, and now you're dealing with it. Oh, but people work here. (laughs) I work here. They're not all perfect. I'm not, oh, we have to deal with issues, we have to deal with organizational stuff. I mean, their logo is really cool, and that commercial is really cool, but that's all by design people to make it look a certain way. That's not necessarily how it looks day to day, and I'm not saying we can't have ideals and we can't strive toward it, but the bottom line is we are dealing with people, and it's not perfect. Moses, when he went on, he was a great leader, but when Joshua took over, Joshua knew that it wasn't perfect, but he's dealing with the reality. Some people think, oh, I'd love to be the leader of all those people and all the junk that goes with it. Now he's like, "Uh, i got to actually deal with this. So there are seasons, and when you go through a season, a transition into a season, we got to be aware. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, this is a familiar verse. It's used for a lot of different things, but let's just read this. Now, Ecclesiastes, you have to take with a grain of salt. It's the Word of God, but it was written by Solomon. Solomon, one of the greatest kings that walked the earth, um, the son of David, you know, one of the wisest people that ever walked, richest, but he did stupid stuff too. And this is at the end of his life, and he's cynical. And so you can't look. He he wrote a lot of the Proverbs, and he was coming from one perspective. And when you read Ecclesiastes, you're like, who is this dude? He is bitter. But there's some good stuff in here. Verse 1 says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. It says, "A time to be born, a time to die; a time to be born, a time to die; time to plant, time to pluck what is planted; time to kill, a time to heal; a time to break down, a time to build up; a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance; a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones; a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing; a time to gain, a time to lose; a time to keep, a time to throw away; a time to to tear, a time to sow a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. But at the beginning, it's just saying all these things, there's different times. And then, of course, there's overall seasons, and there's different things, times and um, transitions that we go through in life. And that's just part of it. And so as we're going through these things, the most important thing, one of the most important things that we need to keep in mind, or keep uh, in place, is our faith. That we need to believe God through it. You saw how Joshua said, or God told Joshua, "Be strong." be very courageous do not be afraid nor dismayed as you go through these different seasons one thing ideally you want to keep constant is your faith in god your belief that god will see you through the belief that even though it's a different season may look different that god is on the throne that he's not causing negative things he's not causing challenges But they will happen, and through it all, God will be with you and help you. And if you keep that attitude, if you keep that belief, it will be the stabilizing factor that allows you to go through, to hear from God, to adjust, to move forward, and then to come up higher, to walk through the transition and to come up higher, because I don't know about you. I, some people say, well, I just love change. Nobody really likes to change when it's painful. You may like the result of it, but, you know, if you're going to grow, there's, there can be, it, pain may be the wrong word, but if you're going to put your flesh down and adjust, that's a form of pain. And we're not exempted from that. Jesus didn't redeem us from growing. He didn't redeem us from putting our flesh down. And if you're going to move forward in the plan of God and through transitions, you are going to need to put your flesh down. You're going to need to grow. And that means you're changing from where you were. And that's not comfortable for anybody. Anybody say, oh, well, I'm just comfortable. I don't think If you think it's always comfortable, I, I, I don't think you've been through any real transition or change or you're just deceiving yourself. It's a bad place to get silent, but I I think that's true. (laughs) Well, it's just always so easy. Now, you can believe God with, God can help you through, and you can believe Him, and you can maintain your joy and peace. I'm not saying that, but if you say there's no challenge to lose your joy, there's no challenge to lose your peace, it's just all easy, read the Bible. We talked about with, with the Apostle Paul, he went through some stuff and he said, there's pressure on every side, but I am moving forward. You're coming out on top. See, there's a difference than, oh, it's just, it's just, it's just always easy. No, no, if you're going to walk with God and grow and go through what He has for you to grow, go through and grow through, it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge your faith. You're going to have to walk in faith. You're going to have to say, God, I believe you. And so I'm going to come up in the midst of this. I'm going to come up and I'm going to go through it. Well, we need to know that we got to be strong. We got to be courageous, very courageous. We're not going to be afraid then and we're not going to be dismayed. I'm going to go up. There's a season that I'm going through. How many times have, I think everybody in here, you've, you've gone through transitions and when you started the transition, it looked it looked one way. It looked like, how am I ever going to handle this maybe? How will this ever be familiar? How will I come to that next level? And then if you fast forward to later after you've had some time to settle in, you've settled, you've grown, you've handled, you've got a custom, and you look around and it's normal for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I can think of just going to school. I remember when we took a trip uh, from the elementary school to the middle school. You guys, what we call middle school here now, we called it junior high, and it was seventh and eighth grade. Sixth grade was part of elementary when I was growing up, where I was uh, grew up. And when we went to the the junior high, it looked so big. I remember that day. I remember walking through those halls, and I remember what those, those lockers looked like to me. I remember what the halls, I mean, I can see it in my mind right now, even though then I later walked through and it looked completely different. I remember how big it looked and how vast the hallways looked. I mean, it had two floors. It looked so big. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm coming from a sixth grader's point of view, and this place looks huge, and it's like, how are we going to get to the next class within that period of time? You have how many minutes to get there? How am I gonna do that? I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But you're thinking, well, this is the next step. I'm just I'm gonna do it. I don't know. And so then you start out and everything, I mean, you got all these people, all these kids. You switch classes instead of staying the same class with your teacher that coddles you. You gotta go to teacher, then 50 minutes later, bell rings. I gotta beware, and I'm you know, stumbling around and I got here and all new people. Different seat. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? The teacher. I don't know. Then I start to absorb that, and then bell rings, and I gotta be where, and I'm going to find the class. And there's all these kids you're bumping into, and you sit, and you repeat that. And how was your day? Well, I made it. (laughs) I get through that, and then but over time now stuff starts to be familiar. I start oh I know who you are, and, and I know who you are, and I. Got to know the teacher, and then the next one, okay, I'm sitting by this person, and I kind of know what's going on in this class, and I know what's going on in the next class. And it, just little by little, I get acclimated to when I was leaving that place. Then two years later, this is old. This is normal. And look at the, you know, look at the little kids that are coming to visit. <laughs> they don't know up from down. But it became, no, everything that I thought was like, how am I going to do this? It was old. Now I'm ready to go to the next transition. I'm ready to go to high school, and now again, it looks big. But now I have that experience under my belt, and I'm going, well, that looked big. Now it looks small. Now this looks big. Well, it's a different experience. It's a different transition, but God's still the same, and I can still apply the same things going through it. I can still believe, I'm I, look, that's, this, is, this looked hard, but now this is easy. Middle school is easy. Now what's in front of me looks hard and I don't know how to go forward, but one thing I knew know is that I know God, and I know He's faithful, and I know if I'll do what He says, this will become easier too. If it's part of His plan. Now, we're not talking about going off and just making something up and doing something that God didn't ask us to do. If we do that, we're out of His grace. Now, He's merciful, and if you look to Him, He'll get you back in. We're talking about things that He's asking us to do, and we're going up in His pathway for us, then we'll just keep moving up, and the things that looked hard will become easier, but we just need to look to Him. No, God is faithful, regardless of what the transition looks like, regardless of the situation. No, God is faithful, and that He'll see me through, and that the temporary pressure, the temporary pain, the temporary um, disorientation will go away. And that's so important. We mentioned it last time, and it's worth repeating, is that when you're going through a transition, you have to know that by definition your world is changing and that's unsettling. And if you know if it's unsettling, you're tempted to be unsettled. You're tempted to doubt. You're tempted to look back. You're tempted to say, God, where are you? But if you know going in, I'm going through a transition. My life is changing. It is common to feel just a little bit off kilter. Then I know I may feel that way, but God is still solid and he's going to see me through. And you, you press into knowing that if I'm led by him, I'm going to go to the other side okay. I don't get caught up in those temporary emotions, temporary feelings, temporary changes that we're experienced that we expect to experience. And I quoted, um, not quoted, but just generally paraphrasing. I remember specifically uh, Pastor Kenneth Hagan, you know, Kenneth Hagan uh, Jr., um, when we were at raymond talking about this and saying, uh, talking about going through transition. I mean, they went through a huge transition while we were there. Brother Hagan passed away, you know, right after we showed up, and that ministry went through a huge transition during the time, and I, we were thankful we got to see it. But he was, I don't think it was related to that, he was just talking about, you know, going through change, and that you're, when you go through something like that, you're tempted to get unsettled, and if you're not careful the devil will take advantage of that. He'll take advantage of the fact that your world is changing and try to push you because you're feeling off balance. I said feeling off balance. You may, But you can be, you no, know, I'm solid in God. And he'll try to push you, try to get you to look at what's different, try to look at what's changed and question God did I hear? Is this right? Well, I don't know. This looks harder than I thought. This is different than I thought. Are you sure? And to try to get you like this so that he can knock you over. Instead of you going in, if you'll brace yourself, realize I'm about to go through a transition. I am am human. I have the spirit of God living inside of me, but there are things that are going to come against me. And if you brace yourself and strengthen yourself, gird yourself up and say, I'm going through this. One thing I know, the winds may blow, I may feel change, I may feel disorientation, but I know I'm going through this. And I'm going to the other side. I have heard from God. God is, is uh, He's leading and guiding us. So now when these things hit, you're saying, I expected that. I'm not yielding to that. I expected that. I'm not yielding to that. And you walk through it. And now, see, you're in a different place than, well, it's just going to be, just looks smooth sailing. And then you're just getting hit. And I didn't expect that. No, no. And then you're just getting, oh, no, is God where? And you're just, you're waffling all over the place instead of just, no, this is normal. No. God is faithful, and you go through. And now when you come out the other side, you didn't go through it doubting, going left and right, going all over the place. You went through it solid. You went through it stronger. You come out and be like, okay, now I'm on the other side. Now I have another notch in my belt. Now I can look back. And when you start to see, this this is how I felt at the beginning of this transition. This is the way it looked, but then this is the way it looked at the end. Now you're coming to the beginning of one and you say, well, this feels kind of familiar. This feels like, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, but I felt like that this time, this time, this time, and look what God did. All right, God's faithful. He's going to help me through this. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When you walk, what does that mean? You are taking steps. And that is the way life is. You are just going to keep taking steps. Sometimes you take a step over a threshold, then it looks different, but you're still walking through it. And God has ordained good things that we would walk in them, but He didn't say leap through them. Oh, I'm coming up to a threshold. Okay, now I'm going to fast forward to the other side. I just wish it was all settled, and I'm all done with it, and I wish these, you know, all these challenges would go away. You're going to miss a good portion of your life if we think that way. If you think this is hard, I don't know how to get through it, so I just want it to jump to where it's all settled, that's life walking through that we can't do that we'll miss we'll start just wishing we were ahead or wishing we're somewhere else and we're going to miss what's going on and actually we're going to miss the preparation for the next steps familiar verse but Jeremiah 29:11 says for I know the thoughts that I think toward you this was toward Israel but it applies toward us as well it's God's heart for his people for I know the thoughts which I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. When you're going through a transition, sometimes you need to, I know we always say, you know, it's it's a future and a hope, but sometimes you, you have to say, uh, it says God, uh, that He thinks thoughts of peace and not of evil, that you have to remind yourself, God did not set me up to go down. That it's a, that no, no, th- I am going through this. God has peaceful things. He's not setting me up to fail because the devil will bring thoughts to you. And kind of like the Israelites, what, did you bring us out here to let us die here? You're going through a transition. Why? Well, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Is this what, this isn't going to go well? And if the enemy can get you to focus on the wrong thing, get you to give into the wrong feelings, then you will start to entertain thoughts of failure. And like this, we're not going to get to the other side. You know, Jesus spoke, and he told the disciples, we're going, he said, go to the other side when they were going in in the boat when the big storm came. We're going to the other side. Well, if they were honing in on that, they would realize that God himself, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. That means they're going to the other side. So if there's a storm, they're still going to the other side. And so if we know that God has ordained something that we're, that he's told us to go, uh, through a transition, through something that, that entails or requires a transition, then we can say that by His Word alone, we're going to be upheld. If He told me to do it, then I'm going to the other side, and we're not going to crash and burn in the middle of it. There is no evil. It's not thoughts of, of uh, evil, but it's thoughts of peace. He's bringing us through to give us a future and a hope. Can you put up that verse again? I know the thoughts, I think, toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In other words, the future, that's what's coming. We are going to have a good future, and what this transition is representing is not forever. We're going to be at a different steady state. I mean, thank God, usually life isn't just one major transition after another. It can feel like that for a bit, but thank God your whole life usually isn't like that. Usually there's some settling but it's at a new level. It's at a new reality. It's at a new place. And our job is just to follow God step by step and not get ahead of Him, not try to make things happen when they're not there yet, but walk through it step by step, not get ahead and have faith in Him and believe that He will always lead us he will always provide. Sometimes this is a good way. You know, you, you combat thoughts with the Word of God. But one thing that uh, specifically, when you have a thought, and this can happen a lot in transition, well, what if this happens? And sometimes you can just entertain that thought and will, like this, and, and the thoughts can be just very extreme um, trying to. Push you into anxiety or fear that what if this were happened and that would just, the, the, the uh, connotation is that that would be the end of the world if this happened. And whatever it is, what if this happens? What if they do this at work? What if this happens at work? What if, what if you know, this relationship happened? To get you to like this looming edge or ledge that if that happens, you're going over. And one way to combat that. It's just like what God told Joshua, is I will never leave you, nor forsake you. That no matter what happens, God will be there, and God will be there to lead you through and walk you through it. And when you look to that, it becomes not, well, if this happened, it's like you just went over this cliff and there's no tomorrow. Instead of that, okay, okay. You don't have to meditate on what it would look like if it happened. One thing you do know is, okay, something happened. God didn't go away, and He would be there to show me the next step through that. And so then when you're in the middle of a transition and it's looking bad and the the winds are howling and there's thoughts that you're not going to make it to that other side. Number one, God told me, so I will make it. Number two, all these thoughts that are happening about what could happen, regardless, no matter what happens, God's on the throne, He's with me, He'll lead me through, and we're going over. And that will bring you through these places to where we get to the other side that we can see Him, see the Lord, and see His faithfulness in our situation and be at the new place. And sometimes, see his you've heard this before but his timing is not our timing and so w- the way God sees is so much different than us and sometimes we see a transition as very short and we're like this will be done like this and when it doesn't happen like that is when you get pushed when it, you're not where you thought you would be in that transition when you're not where you thought it should be based on that that's, you can get thoughts that, wait a minute, I'm behind, which can create anxiety in itself even when you're fine. If you realized, yeah, you're, you're actually right on track. It's par for the course. You could relax into it and enjoy where you are and enjoy the process. But if you start believing the sky's falling, I'm not getting through, I don't know how, this, this is not the way I thought. This is not what the book said. This is not the manual, we're behind. That in itself causes you to stress, even though there's not, there's not actually any real fact that's causing you to stress, it's, it's what you perceive about the fact. In other words, you're at a certain situation, if you think you're behind, the fact didn't change, it's just that you think that certain condition is behind, so now you're stressed. When if you thought, if you knew that that was fine, even though you're dealing with the exact same situation, you would say, we're good. And see, this is another facet that the enemy, if he can get you to think any way about the situation, that it will unsettle you in some way, that's what he's after, because he's after your faith. Because if you if you start veering away from God, then you're sunk. But as long as you hold to him and you follow him, you will go through and you will be on the other side, stronger, at a higher level, following God and with more experience and ammo for the next situation. Because God is faithful. He's faithful. One more verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's a familiar verse, but look at this because this is so important as we're going through. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Well, faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the head, and that is so important when you're going through a transition. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. So you don't you you hold on to him by faith not what is coming through your mind not as what is coming through your senses you're saying God is still good he's still with me. And that, see, that's walking according to your heart. You're not susceptible to all the swaying then because you're not looking to your head. And then it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. So you're saying, no matter what, I'm looking to you, Lord, no matter what. So you're acknowledging him and then he'll direct you. So no matter what comes, no matter what changes, no matter what it looks like, You're acknowledging the Lord. You know He'll be there. And now you'll know He'll continue just to lead you through. And at some point, you will be at the end of it, looking back, victorious. You say, I'm here. Those lockers that I thought were so big, when I would go back and look as a high schooler, you're like, how in the world did they look so big? You know, you know how kids do. They go back and visit the teachers, and, you know, and they, they see all the little kids. And I would look at these lockers. You know, in high school, they would be, I don't know how high they were there, but bigger. They were even smaller in junior high. But I remember how small they looked. But I'd look at them and go, that perspective, how did they look so big? But see, I was through it. And that's exactly the way circumstances. Like you look back, and you say, how did this look so big to me? But that's the way it is. It's the same as what's in front of you right now you'll look back and say, how did that look so big if we'll do exactly what the Bible says here? Amen?